bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. Day after Halloween, November 1st. Oh, boy. I'm sure you guys had a great time trick-or-treating, and I did what I usually do, turn off the lights, lock the house, watch movies, ignore the door. Sorry, that's the way I am, which is kind of weird because I have grandkids, and I guess if the grandkids come over with in costume, I'm going to have to take them around. So, what are you going to do? Anyway, you have... As a game master, let me talk to the game masters this time. You have notes. You have things you've written about your campaign. You have adventures. I have adventures. And they're scattered all over the place. And how does it go from notes to adventure to possibly published module? Now, I know there's a lot of people who know this how to do this better than I. There's even people who don't even do gaming that do this better than I, as in novelists and things like that, screenwriters, whatever. But maybe I could impart some ideas and things that, you know, that would go into that. Because I'm starting to think about it, and I'm going, you know... I'm doing this gangbusters thing with Mark Hunt, and he's going to need adventures. And I've already got a couple that I've written, but they're in note form. So how do you go from one to the other to the other? We'll talk more about that after this. Okay, going from one to the other, because I, I open a, I take one of my Say I take open one note or take one of my compo books. Here's my gangbusters book. And, you know, I've got the adventure in here. And I write it in a way where it's easy for me to run. And other things like that. I've got stuff pasted in here, written in here. I've got all kinds of, like, notes. And mostly it's bullet notes. So you got to get it into a form where people can read if you're going to go for a module. And it, 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 it's best if the person who wrote it did it, but they do need help. I know I do. I remember the first Gangbusters, real Gangbusters adventure I ran, and it was a two-parter. And my notes were all over the place. Because I knew what I wanted to do, but getting the sequence, the plot sequence right for the framework. Once again, these are frameworks. The the players create what they are going to create at the table, and what I just my mind just wouldn't follow any kind of order. So I have things like. Some things I pasted from Gangbuster supplements that Mark has written. Some things I've written down. I adapted this two-parter, and here's a page where I've got the entire roster of the bad guys of the mob in here, just to have it. I have a like a hook. I have what I call a crime timeline. 
written all over the place, a rough map for the end of part one, a rough map for the end of part two, what's the fallout's going to be, and you just got to kind of like, be, and during the game, you know, I, in, in my book, this is before I did OneNote, in, in my book, and I probably do it with OneNote too, I'm jumping back and forth, turning pages, okay, this is that, that is this, and, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. Then I have another one I ran. These are for convention games for North Texas. And I ran that, and it turned out really good. Even the playtest was good. The second one I did was called Ring of Fire. And I noticed that I started to... This is what what comes from practice. This is what comes from GMing. The only way you're going to get better at it is to do it and do it and do it. And I've got... For my second game, I've got, let's see, for my first game, I have here, first of all, I got a few pages of uh, Rock Junction, the map, and I have an area here that I never used, and so in the plot, let's see, one, two, three, four, how many pages do I have? Five, six, seven, eight... 10, 11 pages, okay? Now, my second game I did, which was the next year, I have one, two, three, four pages. And that's it. I'm sorry, let, let me go back here. I've got one, let's see, two, three. I got three pages. And then there's another scenario in here I didn't end up, I ended up not running, that I did on the fly at the convention. That's three pages. And I didn't even, you know, I, I, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how much you learn just by doing. So I encourage all game masters out there to just keep doing it. And if you have a whole... Bunch of, this two-parter I started with, I'm probably never going to publish. I doubt if I'll ever publish anything, but I may be able to help the mark out. I may say, hey, I got these notes. I got this ventures I'm running. Maybe we can develop these. The first two, I'm not too crazy about. The third one, I've also got another one in another place, <laughs> in another book that turned out really well that I'd like to see published in a, a gangbusters adventure because I think it'll really work. And I've got that on OneNote, and it is all of two pages. It's got the plot, and it's got the NPCs, and that's it. I don't worry about maps anymore. I just say, there it is. If I want to worry about maps ahead of time, I will just like, okay, like the first part of the the two-parter I did, I needed a barn. So I looked up a barn. I looked up uh, I, online. I found I found schematics for like a, a barn, or I would imagine what's in the barn. I could pretty much I pretty much guess or figure out what's in a barn. So I didn't worry about. it. I did a, a rough sketch. Another one, the outside rock junction. There's an abandoned mine. I just drew like maybe the first two or three areas of the mine because that's all I needed. Because nobody's going to go dungeon delving in this game. And that was for the climax of the second part. So that, so as far as maps go, 
I wouldn't worry about it. I I'd do a rough sketch if you're going to do it for publication. I would just do a rough sketch for yourself and then come back and say, okay, I need somebody either either do it yourself or have somebody else do it, and just tell them what you want and where you know. Just yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. So for publishing. You you got to organize this in some kind of rhyme or reason. Bullet points are great for running, but you have to get a little more verbose when you're getting ready to put out a module. And it helps if you have people to help you. Like an editor, you need some people to proofread. I'm proofreading Mark's game right now. And when I if I end up running writing up mine, I'm going to ask him to proofread it because... There's nobody better than the author of the game to know what's what. So first thing, you take the notes, you put them in some cohesive form, then you show it to somebody. Then you show it to whoever wants you to, wants you, to, to, you to help him. You want them to help you, you show it to them. Like if you know somebody who's a good proofreader or a good illustrator or a good cartographer or a good... You, know, you show it to people because you need a neutral... You need a neutral voice in this, preferably somebody who is not going to play in it, which they probably aren't. After that, you get it in some kind of rough shape, even if you've run it before, play test, play test, play test. You got a regular group, they can play test it for you. You can possibly get a bunch of people together You did, you know, in, in the game store or something saying, I need to play test this. Can you guys help? It helps if the people who are going to be in the game know the game. Like, say, if you're doing a D&D &D module and everybody knows D&D, &D, there you go. Like gangbusters, fewer people know gangbusters. So you'll have to spend some time educating them a bit. Gangbusters BX... I love because it's BX, so it's easy to translate it to some people who have never played Gangbusters, but know things like you know the basics, like D and D and a few other games. They can grasp it better. But even newbies, you can do it. It's very easy to do. But the point is, you have to play test it. Play te try and play test it as much as possible. If you bring, if you're going to, uh, conventions are a great play, great place to play test stuff. A lot of things have been play tested there. Even tournament when they published tournament dungeons way back when. I mean, they all say this was the tournament dungeon at such and such con, and so that's what you're getting. You're getting something that has been road tested, and then you go from there. Then you start, you know, getting down in earnest, do corrections. Remember, like great novels, great games are not written; they are rewritten. Go over it, over it, over it before you hand it in to wherever you want to do a drive-through, you got a publisher, whatever. Anyway, take that for what it's worth because I've never published anything. So, but I am, I've been, I've been like over 30 years in the game industry. It not, I mean, in gaming, not the game industry, but over 30 years gaming. So, and I've learned a lot. Some, I've learned some since. Anyway, I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help this program, and I would thank you. And thank you again, Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Justin, Oliver Shriek, Mark C. Walring, Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, and Daniel Reynolds. You guys are great. And don't forget about Mark C. Walring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. So... 
Until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.